James Bond. Licensed to kill. In love with Madeline Swan. I could be speaking to my own reflection. Only your skills die with your body. And life is all about leaving something behind. Isn't it? Back to the comic book bullies with Nerdist New Bully, me host Leroy, aka Shaken Not Stirred, uh, with my co host, yeah, this is Eli, aka uh, Victor Frank. Oh, no, hey, Victor Frankenstein. Oh, that's from the Young Frankenstein movie, I remember that. <laughs> uh, yeah, we're back with another episode. Like I said, a lot of stuff happened this week, uh, but we're just gonna just jump into it. We actually got like a full bloated show just going off in that one, but I want to start off with some levity because we got some good news that's happened well good news depending on your point of view let's talk about william shatner uh did you hear about the good thing that happened to him this weekend he didn't die still alive uh, uh like 80 some finally, years old we still alive. said william should finally go oh i heard he was going to space to the finna front he finna going to the frontier <laughs> did i spell it right i think I. oh i fucked that up okay <laughs> he finna go <laughs> oh man that black scene is coming out anyway <laughs> uh yeah so william shatner went to space he went to the final frontier and once again yeah that's him right there once again they dress like the fantastic four again you know i don't know why elon musk keep dressing his guys <laughs> like that i think william shatner thought when he went to space he was probably gonna see this in space but he didn't oh, yeah so. he looks fucking lit as fuck like he <laughs> I mean, you go into space, why not? You know, <laughs> space, bitches, you know. Just, so. Yeah, another martini, please. <laughs> you know what? To make a, to, uh, to, and this is probably a, a joke only people to listen to podcasts for cash. When he showed up to the, uh, to the site, they should have gave him like a red shirt, you know, uh-huh. <laughs> and then going to space. No, you'll be fine. Don't worry about it. You know, I'm uh, a rocket man. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Hold up. We got a, I bet you somebody. Hey, six oh, no, it's 616, man. He's on it. Oh, uh, well, Captain Kirk actually made it space. He did make it a space. Yeah. So uh, everybody else on the original show is dead, but he's in space. So, yeah. <laughs> Good for him. Uh, what else we got? Briefly talk about it. Eli, I want to talk about it. Did you ever actually watch the Squid Game? No, I heard everybody talking about it. Uh, yeah, I have not I watched it, but um, it sounds like, to me, it sounds like Battle Royale, which is awesome. Same, right, the yeah. same old thing. Right, Battle Royale, but the same old thing. I mean, basically, I just saw the PlayStation button controls. I'm just like, what the fuck is this? Like, PlayStation or die? Uh, I didn't watch it. I'm like, it's whatever. Here's the thing. Shows like that, I just wait for the internet to, like, spoil the entire show, like, through memes. You know, like I did with Game of Thrones and and every other show that comes out, I think it's like super duper popular. So I just do that. And plus, are we talking about a show where the U.S. government, you know, um, gives people a chance to pay off the debt by, you know, risking life and death? I kill you. have other. that. Yeah, we're going to have that. It's the U.S. military. It's the military. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, moving on past that, let's get right into it. Like I said, uh, Eli, I saw a movie. 
I know it's usually I bet, you, but I bet I, you did. I bet I did. I've been waiting for this movie for like two years to watch this movie. We're getting put back by the coronavirus, stuff like that, and it finally came out. Uh, but before we get into it, like I said, we're gonna bring back that thing that we normally do. So, Eli, give it to me. What is the number one movie of the week? Uh, the Bond movie, whatever it's called. Of course, uh, Destined to Kill or something. Yeah. License to Die. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> With Shirley Bassey, license to die. Yeah, anyway. All right, so I probably got to blow it up a little bit. But anyway, you see No Time to Die on there. Here's the thing, Eli. You're right. It did do, Uh, it was number one this week. But here's the thing. It only did $56 million. Damn it. That's actually chump change. That's that's not Marvel standards, you know. <laughs> People no, this, is, think- this is like old, this is dad Marvel. Or, yeah, and, that, uh, and old, that, this is old man Marvel. Shit. Old Boomer man Marvel. But here's the <laughs> Boomer Marvel. Like, but here's the thing. Like, that's what they're saying. They're saying that James Bond, like the target audience, it was going for, you know, probably like an older crowd. So it wasn't like Venom because Venom almost did like twice this last last week. Oh, uh, let's just go down. And just just name some of the other ones. Just kind of go there. Like I said, Venom to be trying. Number two took a big drop off, sixty four percent. Anna Family Two still hanging in there. Shang Chi is still in there. Let's see where Shang Chi is at. Shang-Chi did cross 400 million. Still chump change compared to a Marvel movie or any other Marvel movie. But for this time, for these uncertain times we're in now, it fits. Many Saints of Newark still hanging in there. Free Guy. Did you see Free Guy? Why is Free Guy in the box office and it's on VOD right now? I don't, I, I own Free Guy. So, <laughs> but I'll review it eventually one day. Hold on, let's, let's go to it. Let's see what we got. Oh, uh, it sounds, sounds like, like it does game. sound like her game. Didn't see it. Which uh, Hunger King, Hunger Games was was Battle Royale too. <laughs> yeah, it was all the same thing, except with like you know teeny boppers and shit. You know uh, the uh, Americanized version. You know how. That's all we're gonna say about that. Battle Royale with cheese. <laughs> <laughs> right. Uh, James Bond beat Venom. Well, yes and no. Six one six man. Uh, this is Venom's second week out. So of course not gonna make the most money did this week. But however, James Bond was number one, but it didn't. Uh, beat what Venom did last week. Last week, Venom did 90 million, Bond did 56 million. Which, compared to like the other movies like Shang-Chi, Black Widow, Fast Nine, I don't even think Bond cracks top five opening weekend this year. So, not not good, especially since it's like the second highest grossing, it's the second highest budgeted James Bond movie they have. So, yeah, not the numbers they were looking for. So, yeah, it's a thing. Uh, but like I said, I did see it. I am going to review it. Like I said, I've been waiting for this movie for a while. I said I was going to break it down. I said I was going to review it. And no time to die. So let's just, just jump into this bad boy. So um, I take it step by step. Step I gotta by take step. It. First off, theme song. Okay, theme song. <laughs> well, well, we heard the theme song. We heard the theme song two years ago. Oh, I did it. I, I oh, who's well, I did. Who's it then? Who Billie did it? Eilish? Megan? Not Megan. Oh, it should have been Megan. Meg- Make it a st- uh, it should, it should have been. <laughs> no, who the oh Billy? I oh that's right. Yeah, Billy. Like, hey, right, I like right. that song. I like that song. That his thing. That's my first song I ever heard from her ever. I don't listen to whatever station she's on and whatever she does. But that's the first I heard from. Her. I was like for a Bond song compared to some stuff we did. That's pretty good, pretty catchy. And for like the the opening theme, you know, with the credits and stuff like that, it fits especially for the theme of the movie is going. Now, here's the thing. I'm not going to completely spoil the movie. I think there's some things that need to be seen in the movie because I think if I spoil it, uh, it's kind of like spoil the movie. 
you know, so I'm not gonna spoil the movie, but I will give some highlights and basics. How is the song on your fa- on your rankings of Bond theme songs? Uh, middle road, middle road. It's not at the bottom, you know. It's not the man with the golden gun. <laughs> it ain't that, you know. So I'm putting it somewhere in the middle. Uh, as far as the Craig, uh, theme songs, like the five movies he did, Skyfall number one, uh, the Sam Smith song. I like the Sam Smith song. That's just me. Then you know my name. Then that Alicia Keys bullshit. But I'm putting Billie Eilish over the Alicia Keys bullshit. But that song was so fucking bad. That, what is your favorite Bond theme song? It changes. It changes. And matter of fact, I'm gonna say some weird shit in a second. It's finally got a great last. Oh, it's his last movie. I'm not spoiling it, but it's his last movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if you watch it, it's just like, yep, that's it. Oh, uh, uh, but my favorite is that like it changes so much. Honestly, an underrated hit for me. Tomorrow Never Dies. Who sang that? Cheryl Crow. Cheryl Crow? Cheryl Crow sang it. Okay. Uh, she actually replaced Katie Lang because Katie Lang had a version of it also. But when they were doing promotion of it, they looked at Katie Lang and it was like, and then they looked at 90 Cheryl Crow and they're like, you know what? Let's go with Cheryl Crow. Because Cheryl Crow, you know, looks like a Bond girl. Where Katie Lang in the 90s looked like a Bond villain. So it wasn't really about the song. It was more about the presentation of it, you know. I got to so go went, with... It's either A View to a Kill by Duran Duran. Oh, I love it. I love it. Love it. Yeah. Or Live and Let Die. <laughs> or Live and Let Die. Both of those are great choices. I mean, you can't go wrong with that. I was like, oh, go ahead. I was saying, I kind of like Gladys Knight singing License to Kill just because it's so weird hearing Gladys Knight, License to Kill. Like, that's not something Gladys Knight should be singing, or, but uh, I, I just find it funny, you know. Uh, what's your name? What's fucking Carly Size? It Carly Simon who did uh oh, Spies Love Me. Spy Who Loved Me. The spy Here's the me? thing. Here's the thing. I don't think that's a song she wrote for Bond. I think she just wrote it. Well, the and reason then, why the reason why I know it so much is because I for like my birthday or for Christmas I got like a record mm-hmm. on mm-hmm. vinyl when I was like I don't know seven years old and it had like a bunch of like movie theme songs on it. Like yeah. Raiders of the Lost Ark, like 2001. I think the Rocky theme was on there. Of course, the Star Wars theme was on there. And then the theme from Spy Who Loved Me, which was Nobody, Nobody Does It Better. <laughs> so I just remember, I always remember I, that song. I love that song. It's just like, it don't have to be a Bond song. It's just a song. It's just like... <laughs> That's and 70s, just, smooth, soft 70s rock. Yeah, I mean, because I mean, yeah, she says spy in it, but I think she wanted to say guy in it. She just replaced guy with spy, just boom, there you go. Bond song, there you go. Have it. Baby, you're the best. Doom, bloom, 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 bloom. I love this song. I love this song. It, it got some awesome song. Hold up, let me see. Oh, uh, what do we got here? I remember the Casino Royale song being very stylish. Felt like I didn't like it. Not my thing. A lot of people rank it one of their favorite songs, but that you know my name. Not my thing. But, who's who's saying that? Who's saying Casino Royale? Chris Cornell or something. You oh, know my name. Those name of song. You know my name. Oh, it wasn't like the Creed guy. Is it Creed who does? Oh, and I said, oh. I you, you know better than I do. So <laughs> sound like some fucking like uh, some like jock music, like the theme to Talking Vols or something. <laughs> I'm I'm sorry. I don't know the thing you're talking about. I know. Shout out to Boogie, yo. <laughs> Shout out to Boogie. I know he ain't listening, but still. One of those songs from them sports movies where the athletes training and shit. You know, okay. the, the montage. Because and... if Boogie was listening, I just said, it, well, fuck you too. And then he just quit listening. 
you had the scene right before the athlete does the coach scene, you know, talking to the coach, like, mm-hmm. damn, coach, if, if life was like football, oh, it'd be so much easier or something. <laughs> <laughs> Some I can navigate the field. I just can't navigate real life, coach. Uh, you know? <laughs> yeah, and then that song plays and he's training. Yeah. <laughs> Nothing else is going to bring you down. And I said, oh. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, uh, let's see. Now I'm going to actually get into it. Let me see. Creed, sing song, take yeah. me. Yeah. <laughs> take me. I don't yeah. know what that is. And I, I don't said, oh, yeah. <laughs> is that the song what it's called? Yeah. I think it, I think I heard this song. It's like Ain't a gospel got song. No time or whatever. I think that's a gospel song. Like you really listen to the lyrics. I think talking about God in that song or something. I you know. said, "Oh, that's all I remember. That's all I know." Okay. All right. But let me let me dive into it. Let me dive into it. Okay. Back to James so, Bond. Yeah. We're back to James Bond. Okay. So like I said, I'm gonna dive into the plot of the movie. I'm not gonna spoil it, but I will get to the plot of the movie. So the plot of the movie is actually very relevant to what we're doing today. It's about a killer virus. It's oh. about a killer virus manufactured in a lab that MI6 tried to hide and Terry stole it. So, so, Mich- James- so Mission Impossible 2. Actually, oh, that was a plot of Mission Impossible 2. I was <laughs> going to go deep into that. Now that you bring that up, but I was going to deep in that. Is that. But it's not really Mission Impossible 2 because this guy, I don't care what they say, is the real writer-director of this movie. This is Hideo Kojima because the plot of this movie is the exact same plot as Metal Gear Solid. Oh, I was going to say Resident Evil. <laughs> <laughs> That's racist. <laughs> you are canceled. <laughs> The reason I say that because the way they did the killer virus is very specific because the killer virus is tied to your DNA. All right, say for instance, hypothetically speaking, somebody wanted to kill Goma. Just saying. Okay. <laughs> I'm just throwing it out there. So say I got infected with a virus tied to Gomer's DNA. Now, I'm not, it won't kill me, but let's say I touch you and infect you. It won't kill you, but if you touch Gomer, he dies. So it's specifically targeted to somebody's oh. DNA, but it's passed through. Oh, I thought we were gonna like get like the Gomer virus, like the Gomer fro virus. <laughs> <You're> right. <laughs> then I can finally grow a fro. You know? <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to Gomer. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah. So that's the plot of the movie. So basically, James Bond is just in his movie, just covering MI6 ass because if it gets out what they did, World War Three breaks out. You know. So that's the whole point of the uh, movie and, and some other other stuff going also. Risk medical plot because that that's the exact plot of Metal Gear. They called it Fox Die. Uh, when you play through that game, Solid Snake was anytime he touched one of the guys he's supposed to rescue, they die. The reason because the people that sent him in sent them in to assassinate him, and he didn't know it's the end of the game. Uh, spoiler for anybody hadn't beat that game, but yeah, for Solid, Metal Solid, yeah, yeah, the old Solid. school, damn, that's the, so the PlayStation long. One, yeah, the PlayStation yeah. One. He, uh, I just remember the robots and shit, and the psychic guy and. Cyber yeah, Ninja, that was dope. Cyber Ninja. Gray Fox, yeah. But, but that was the plot. Like, when you played it at the beginning of the game, like, when he touched the black guy, the DARPA chief, and he dies immediately, that's why. Oh, and then yeah. my name is, my real name is Dave. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, what is your real name? All right, so let's get to it. Let's talk about, I'm going to just break down each character one by one. Like I said, let's talk about Daniel Craig. Daniel Craig, the GOAT. Regardless of what I thought about the movie, Daniel Craig is the GOAT. I'm just saying, you can bring up Connery, you bring it after this, this movie, Nobody does it better. <laughs> <laughs> Baby, uh, you're a yeah, okay. We got Q. Q does Q thing. Like I said, if you like him in the last movie, you like me and also. Oh, and he was uh swim, semi-confirmed to be gay. But he's just gay enough that if you edit out the scenes for you know China, they'll never know. So it's one of those things. Uh he's not gay, he's just British. <laughs> now, that's <laughs> 
Not racist, but it's something. I don't know. It's a fucking joke. Yeah. <laughs> it's a dick, not a joke. Don't take it so hard. <laughs> uh, what are we talking about? Okay. Uh, yeah, Nomi. Let's talk about Nomi. Now, this was the big controversy going on right here. Everybody was upset about Nomi. Now, the thing is, is that she's actually not even in the movie that much. You know, she Who's is. She? Oh, that's she, not money. Double o- that's not money, Penny. No. no. Uh, that's uh, like I said, this this 007 in the movie. Oh, oh. yeah, yeah. When James Bond. Okay, retired. so now all this talk. I know. Okay, yeah, yeah. I, I think I know what happens, and you didn't have to tell me. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but but the thing is, she's barely in the movie. Like she shows up every now and then. She gives Bond shit for coming back. Oh, you're old. You're slow. I'm the new hotness. All the stuff like that. And then eventually, you know, spoiler alert, they actually become friends for the end. And then last third act of the movie, pretty much, it's pretty much like a, a buddy cop trope between them the whole time. Even though she's not in enough to be a buddy cop movie, but it's they basically play like the buddy cop trope in there. And at the end, they team up and they go storm the base and all stuff like that. So they become good friends stuff like that. So uh, pretty cool. However, everybody at the end of the movie. No, that's another thing. What people can be like, here's the thing. Bond doesn't have sex in this movie. Seriously, he doesn't <laughs> remember what era we live in. <laughs> we are in the post Me Too era, so Bond just like hooking up with chicks left and right. Should he's, we shag now or shag later? No, that's yeah. it. He's like, you know. ne- ne- never too busy for the pussy. That's like, that's, right. how, that's who James Bond is, <laughs> right? Even when he's bored, you know, it's just like, I got nothing better to do, <laughs> you know. Yeah. So, and, and the funny thing is, like, they they tease it in the movie, like I said, with Nomi, you know, with other Bond, other chicks in the movie, like, he think it's about to go down. He's like, oh, yeah, let me one book my shirt. And yeah. they like, look at him, like, what are you doing, you know. <laughs> We gotta we gotta save the world. I mean, yeah, we do, the plane's out of gas. We got five minutes till it crashes. We, we got five yeah, minutes yeah. before the world blows up. I mean, shit, let's, let's pass the time, you know. Yeah. So, but but none of that, none of that in this movie. So, like the women, I, look I, at him. I, I eat ass just to kill time. Right. <laughs> That's the thing. So the women are looking at him like, "What the fuck are you doing?" Like, I, I thought we were about to fuck. Are we not okay. <laughs> you know. Uh, and I'm about to show you another one. Like for instance, like this, he does not have sex with her. This, but here's the thing. This is Paloma in the movie, and they are honest like that. Eli, she stole the movie. Uh, like, yeah. <laughs> no, you don't understand. She had the best scene in the movie. Like she, and she was on there for like two minutes. She like shows up, kicks ass. You know, flirts with Bond a little bit. You know, Bond think they're about to, you know, have sex. So as soon as he meets her, he just start undressing. And she was like, wait, what, what? You know. But and then she leaves. And I, I said, knew Bond, James Bond. Right. <laughs> what else do I have to say? Why are you not naked? You know? <laughs> so, yeah. So she just shows up for like two minutes, kicks ass, lead. That's it. And you can feel like the audience is like, no, 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 come back. You know, like, but no, you'll see her again. You know, that's it. Oh, uh, this chick. This is the main Bond chick of the oh, movie. She looks familiar. Where did I see her? She was in the last movie. That's right. And where did I see her from? <laughs> Probably some. French naked movie because she's like she's French, so oh, yeah. French naked. Oh, she was in uh Tarantino, uh the Nazi movie, Inglorious Bastards. What she, she was from, yeah. She was also in uh Mission Impossible 4, I think. Oh, I don't know. So they they're they're sharing girls now. That's what they okay. do. But uh but here's the thing. I didn't like her in the last movie. I thought that her chemistry with Bond didn't really match because this is supposed to be the one. This is supposed to be the one that Bond gives it all up for. You know, I'm gonna quit spying. We'll give a life for her, but I didn't buy the chemistry. I'm just like, she's the one. 
but here's the thing in this movie i bought it more but here's the problem there the age gap between her and craig it's even yeah. more dumb because craig has aged in this movie like in the other movies he looked normal in this one you can tell he's an older guy so when they're you know driving around in the car you know with her and craig and i can hear people in the background oh is that his daughter you know and then they start you know <laughs> you know french tongue tink uh tongue locking each other they're like Ugh, you know <laughs> they're like freaking out during so the car chase right doing the car chase like that's so like whoa that's not his daughter like i hope not you know so that's going on with that but this one i buy their relationship a little bit more than i did in the first one you know uh, uh last but not least let's talk about lucifer Safin. this is the bond villain this is the main bond villain in here he's not bad but he's not good either he's just there um it's just your typical bond villain evil lair wants to destroy the world wants to do blah 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 i don't even know why he wants to destroy the world he just wants to just just because i don't know so they got uh, mr robot to play the evil hacker virus guy yeah that's that's him so uh boomer fans james bond daniel craig bad they keep ranting about the greedy reboot trope i really love craig Bay. yeah uh i mean but that's another thing i want to talk about so we're talking about the greedy greedy reboot here's the thing about this movie what i did like this is the bondiest james bond that craig has been in so all this like you know in the old uh, uh, craig movies they stripped all this stuff away from it it's just bare bones meat and potato james bond this one you get all the bond stuff you get the you know the car with the gadgets and the smoke bombs and the machine guns and the bulletproof ass marson this is the best i think aston martin james bond chase we've had in a james bond movie like period you know yeah, uh, and i think that's what i, I yeah I, I wanted more of the gadgets because i'm from the 80s i like roger Moore. It, it's it's here it's here yeah. you but get the again, whole i yeah. i like what was the one where he went back to the cabin and shit um mm, for your eyes on is it skyfall or was it Skyf oh skyfall yeah when he like does the home alone type thing and what's her and m died or old lady yeah. m died and yeah shit. that was that skyfall. one was oh. really i really dug on that one yeah that's that might have been his... my favorite one that might yeah, be my favorite that's one yeah. the only craig bond movie that i've watched more than once and i like yeah. that but i yeah he he went old it's like he went old school but not really old school i don't know but. yeah but he just found the stuff around his house like that yeah. but this he has the q gadgets like the, the whole q scene like in the old connery movies now pay attention 007 you got this you got that you got that he gets all that stuff in this movie the boombox uh, missile launcher and shit. oh, oh wait, you're some crazy shit you're like <laughs> this does that this does that so he gets the gadgets the gadgets are back you know in this movie uh the opening scene where you know da -da -da -da, you know he shoots the this is here this is actually the first movie craig did that in <laughs> you know stuff that you just expect bond to do uh the after kill jokes you know quips and stuff like that they're bad <laughs> he kills people after you know he jokes after he kills like, it was one scene when he killed a guy and you can hear the crowd just quiet because they know they've seen bomb movies before like okay say something funny we expect you to say something funny to kill this guy and he says it and the crowd laughs the joke was terrible but just the fact that he told the joke it was funny you know uh i'm trying to think what else. like I said uh bond chicks with dual wielding machine guns and shit like that all sexy chicks all that shit like that shaking not stirred i think it's the first movie he said that in so all the they did the checklist all the stuff you expect to see in a bond movie is here the big villain lair you know they invade and stuff like that all that's there so this is your typical bond movie what you expect until it's not like i said there's <laughs> other stuff that happens that i won't spoil uh and there's plenty of nods to old james bond movies also like uh 
Louis Armstrong song from Her Majesty's Secret Service. We got all time in the world. They played that repeatedly in there. That's from, you know, that. Oh, also, there's a old homage to one of James Bond's best kills in the old movies, Roger Moore. Actually, Roger Moore had one of the coldest kills in the movie. People take think the guy's like a goofy clown and shit like that. But this shit was raw as hell, you know. <laughs> Get this fucker guy out of here. So he does that in this movie, you know. Uh, it wasn't Mr. Big blowing up like a bull. Wasn't that goofy shit? No. It wasn't <laughs> <that>. <laughs> so so I thought that was pretty cool. I'm trying to think what else. Um, now to to the bad part of the movie. I do think the movie. This is the longest Bond movie of all time. Uh, it's 15 minutes shy of three hours. Holy it, shit, that is fucking long. It is yeah. a long fucking movie. Yeah. It is. You're sitting there, you're like, they really are? And they could have trimmed a lot of stuff down. You could have tweaked some stuff in the storyline and had it. Now, the reason the movie is so long, because like I said, for those who haven't seen the Craig movies, the Craig movies, all five of them are actually one long narrative. One movie leads into the other one, leads to the other one, leads to the other one. So since the last Craig movie, like I said, this is definitive the last Craig movie, uh, they're wrapping up all those storylines. The Spectre storyline, the CIA storyline, uh the girl bond storyline all that stuff gets wrapped in here so that's one reason why the movie runtime is padded out because they have to take care of that stuff so that's all i got to say about that um like i said some cool action scenes on it the ending is going to be controversial i'm not going to spoil it but i think a week from now it's going to be everywhere people gonna be like they did what you know um hold on let's see Let's see. Yeah, a lot of fan service. It is, but like I said, it's a bomb movie. I mean, you go to movie, you go to a bomb movie to get fan service, you know. Yeah. So, but overall, Eli, it was a good movie. Out of the the Craig movies, I say this is my third favorite. Okay. Uh, yeah, I think those first three, like the first two, my two favorite bomb movies of all time. This one, pretty good. The this last is the two fifth one? stuck. This is the fifth one. Yeah, he's had five movies. Yeah. Have I seen them? I saw Casino Royale. I saw mm-hmm. Quantum of Silence. Which one was that? That's the second one. That's the one where they uh they fought over water. That's the thing. Nobody remembers the plot of that movie. I think I remember that. I saw yeah. the one with Batista. That's Spectre. Yeah, that's the one before this one. Okay. That came out. That came out in 2012. Wow. Yes. That was the last <laughs> Bond movie. Damn. That was the last Bond movie in 2012. <laughs> yeah. Skyfall. I'm sorry. No, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. 2015. 2015. It came out in 2015. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Because when was Skyfall? Skyfall, Skyfall was came around... out in 2012. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 Same time as Avengers. So yeah. So that's what's going on with those movies. So honestly, I'm gonna slap a score on it, Eli. 3.5 out of five. Like I know I was hyping up like, oh, it's a great movie. No, it's it's a good Bond movie. You will have an enjoyable time watching it. It's not a must rush out. You got to see it. Not even my favorite movie this year. It's cool, fun to watch. There was some slogs through it. There was some overly extra dialogue that was like, you can kind of speed through this shit. But oh, and like I said, but the cinematography, awesome, just like it was in Skyfall, where everything looked like a beautiful painting and stuff like that. Same thing with this. Some of the stuff looked a little bit too beautiful. They're just like when you like going against the violence going on and kind of like not really matching because oh, that's so pretty. Oh, that guy just got shot, you know. Uh, I will say the end scene where Bond goes up that staircase, it pretty much turns into a video game. It turns into it turns into John Wick, basically. He basically outwits John Wick in the last movie. I mean, that last last scene. So, um, yeah. So I got to say about that. So let's move on past that. Um, next we're gonna talk about. I'm just briefly just breeze through this. This is we're gonna talk about what if. This is the season finale of what if, uh, and it's what if the Watcher broke his oath. That's what we did. Like I said. 
the last thing that happened in the last oh, movie. What it started fighting? Uh, what is kinda. his oath? <laughs> well, his oath is that he can't interfere. Like yeah. he can't. Okay, that's, yeah. So basically, yeah. Yeah, so the base that's his oath that he can't interfere. So he, he uh he doesn't interfere, but what he does is that he recruits all the other like the Avengers oh, from the other so, episodes. Yeah. Yeah, he recruits all the guys. So he basically makes the guardians of the multiverse, you know. So he recruits them to fight uh evil Ultron, Infinity Stone, whatever. So whatever, whatever. that's why. So that's why the season existed was to create this episode. <laughs> Create this one episode, yeah. So it's it's all connected. So yeah, all the episode didn't matter. It all connected. So it was all one thing. Uh, they beat Ultron, but not without a cost. Because hold on, let me see what got. Uh, what is fun? It's just fun. It's just fun. Like I said, even this one really doesn't matter because it's still in another multiverse, whatever like that. But it was still fun to see. Like I said, uh, you got the multiversal Avengers, but the thing is. Uh, they really only needed Doctor Strange because he was so freak, freaking powerful. He could take on Infinity Ultron by himself, but he was there. But they gave us the best uh, meme. They gave us this. They gave us Ultron armor, Black Panther Killmonger with the Infinity Stones. <laughs> so put that in your death battle and smoke it. You know, uh, th There's another meme going on right now that what if Killmonger had Infinity Stones? This would be it, you know. <laughs> Don't get upset with me. Don't cancel me. I know people get offended by this one. It's I just I just found it on Twitter, you know. Uh, so that's what's going on with that. So I, honestly, it was yeah, that wasn't funny at all. I did that was not <laughs> laughing. I was thinking of something else. Okay, <laughs> exactly. I'm the one. If anybody were gonna get <laughs> Eli, just excuse himself. How could that, you? <laughs> right. It was all Leroy. He laughed at it. You know. <laughs> all right. So yeah, but that's an. It was a fun episode. It was fun. They teased the season two. They said season two, something like the season four of the uh, like the phase four stuff might show up. Season two, like Shang Chi might show up. Eternals might show up. You know, stuff oh, so like they're that. Gonna might... do, they're gonna do another season of this. Oh, they already confirmed. They already confirmed. Okay. Yeah. And so, matter of fact. Uh, the one of the episodes here got pushed back because of COVID. So, what episode is supposed to be here will be in season two. So, oh, okay, Gamora does something, whatever, like that. So, yeah. Um, what else we got? Speaking of, let's stick with Marvel. And this, this is my last one after the Eli. I'm, I'm handing it over to you, but uh, I gotta talk about I gotta talk about my girl, not your girl, Eli, my girl, because I, I gotta talk some sense into her. I can't show you the picture of it because I, I think anyway, Letitia Wright. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta talk to her. Hold on, let me talk. Uh, see what six more six man got going on. Killmonger was a slick threat, lied and killed his way to the top of the top of the show. I mean, Killmonger actually like saved them, but then screwed them over. So I thought that was pretty cool. It was Killmonger doing Killmonger shit, you know. Um, now, like I said, going back to Letitia Wright. Now, Letitia Wright screw is screwing up because uh she's still going on this anti-vax, you know, routine, even while she's filming Black Panther. Now, like I said, I'm not getting in the way of anybody's political views. That's your political views. That's your political views. That's fine. However, all I'm saying is that secure the bag. That's all it is. Don't fumble the bag. Marvel's handing you a shit ton of money. Take the money. Do whatever they want. And then afterwards, talk shit about it. Do like Scarlett Johansson did. Or like yeah. Terrence Howard, everybody else did. You know, get the money first. You know, don't screw yeah. the money up first. Yeah, don't Gina Carano this shit. <laughs> I was just about to say that that you think they're playing. They did the same thing to Gina Carano. Don't think they won't do that to your black ass. They will kick your ass out too. 
Just like they hashtag and recast T'Challa, you're going to fuck around and go to hashtag recast Shuri. You keep messing yeah, around. Then, then Ben Shapiro, come on over. I'll make a movie with you. Right. And that's <laughs> and that's the problem. When you got Ben Shapiro agreeing with you, that should tell you you're screwing up. That should tell you you're messing up already. <laughs> I mean, you already got these mega folks that are like, Shuri is my favorite MCU character of all time. I knew I liked her for a reason. That should tell you you're fucking up. You know? <laughs> Oh man, that's all I got. That's all I got. All right, so Eli, I'm, I'm gonna hand it over to you because I know you want to talk about. Well, oh, if, if you want to talk about it, I, I oh. know you say it's like some some oh, yeah, jaw dropping well, stuff happened. I, yeah, the last couple episodes of Wu Tang on Hulu, the Wu Tang and American Saga, have been really good. Probably my favorite episode. Last episode was really cool. I don't know if you saw the Protect Your Neck episode. Did you I don't watch? Think that? I did. I don't. No, think I did. that was it. Was cool. It's basically how they came up with Protect Your Neck. And it really, was that the one where they was on the Staten Island Ferry? No. Okay. No. Um, this is just all how they came up with Protect Your Neck, how RZA did the beats, how everyone came up with their rhymes and stuff, you know, uh, you know, the inspirations, and then they actually show it. They actually have these little, almost like a music video, like, yeah, where, you know, Inspector Deck is busting through a wall, like, like, uh, like, like the Hulk and talking about Spider Man and all that stuff. Um, so yeah, that was really cool. But then this past episode, um, we we're, they're talking about how they're trying to get their trying to get Protect Your Neck played on the radio, or just trying to get it out there, trying to get it, trying to sell it to the labels and stuff, going to you know different you know um, producers and stuff like that, radio stations. Um, it shows the you know um, and basically Ghost. And Raekwon, Ghostface Killer and Raekwon finally bonding, finally putting together their beef. And um Right, because they it. I don't think they've been in the room together like since yeah. like the first episode or something. Yeah. yeah, they 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 have beef with each other. They came from different, you know, hoods, different projects, and they 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 were rival gangs. And that's what the first season really fleshed out. So that all comes to the head in, in this one, where you know, we go into, you know. Raekwon shot up Ghostface's house, you know, and then, you know, they refer to Ghostface Robin Power's dad, his store, you know, so that, you know, they were both doing grimy shit against each other, but they finally came together in this one and they're watching the movie, The Killer. Now the purple tape or Raekwon's only built for Cuban link album that has a bunch of samples from John Woo's movie, The Killer. And in this episode, you see them both watching this movie. And um, Ghostface had never seen it. Raekwon's like, oh, man, this is my shit. Now, if you remember, I'm, I'm, again, I'm geeking out on Wu-Tang. <laughs> is it uh, 36 Chambers? Well, where's my killer tape at? You know, there's that sample. <laughs> mm-hmm, yeah. So, yeah, that's them watching. They're watching the killer in this You episode. know what's crazy? I never, uh, I never caught that reference to you just broke it down. Because I remember oh, <laughs> saying it. But I thought they were talking about, like, Master Killer. You know, because he was one of them. You know, oh, like, yeah. that solo tape. That's yeah. what I thought they were saying. Yeah. 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 Um, so yeah, um, Raekwon uses a bunch of samples from that movie on on Cuban Links, but they're watching the movie in this, and it basically and the, and the core of that story it's about a cop and this assassin who come together to fight off these mobsters, and 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 it, and it, they actually pay homage to that movie in this episode where it shows Ghost and Ray dressing up like Chow Yun Fat and Danny Lee and shooting, having a shootout in the church. It was dope. I was totally, you know, my nerd boner was through the roof. I, Cause I'm, I love that movie. I love the killer. I love John Woo movies. So yeah, I was really like 
thought it was great. <laughs> not, not, not gonna lie, Eli, that sounds awesome. That sounds awesome. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, yeah, I feel like I need to get back on it. So yeah, yeah, and then it shows like the infamous how they broke into the radio station. Was it Bobito and Stretch Armstrong, which is mm-hmm. that hip hop show back in the day in New York? That mm-hmm. infamous story how they broke into the studio and handed Protect Your Neck the tape to them and said, "Play this." And that legendary story where they played it and, you know, New York went wild. The whole city went wild. Like, who the fuck was that? that you, and they, how they kept, you know, that they even have some of the request calls recorded on the Wu-Tang album on 36. Yeah. The whole city went wild. Like, yeah, because I think they that? even they, said they, that, kept, you know, that actually happened. Like, that was a real event. Yeah. Yeah. So they, they make references to all that. It's just a fun, a fun episode. Like I was saying, if... I'm a Wu-Tang fan and this season is killing it as far as the reference. They're finally getting into the music and the album and all the, the goofy comic book kung fu shit that we all love from them. So yeah. So cool. All right. So yeah, you, you sold me on it. You sold me on it. I'm gonna catch <laughs> back up. Let me see. Hold on, what we got here. 616 man, Wu-Tang. Joe sounds insanely good, talented music. Yeah, season two, uh, six one six man is picking up because it's actually showing them how they went from you know from the street gang gang to actual rappers. Yeah, the group. They're so, finally yeah. they're finally the Wu Tang Clan in this season. Mm-hmm. You know, last season was all about the gang shit, the gang street shit, all the beefs, and it was just like whatever. But this one, you're finally getting into the music side of things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right, so uh. Yeah, this this is you. I don't I don't know what this is. I'm gonna let you talk about this. Oh, the fight. Oh, the Halloween kills. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I got that image too. <laughs> I'll, I'll I'll bring that up. So no this is just stupid. And you know, once I read it, this it doesn't really matter. Um, but so there's a petition popped up online where they're saying they want the scene in the new Halloween movie where he kills Michael Meyer kills the firefighters. They mm-hmm. want that removed, saying that it's offensive to firefighters. Firefighters are there to help, and you know uh, they're there to you know to help people and, and and bring people safety. And it's offensive to firefighters and their families to have Michael Myers kill them. That it's just wrong to lure someone to lure have a fight lure someone to a fire only to kill them. Right. <laughs> um, and I, they're right. Yeah, that that's fucked up. But you know what? This is a fucking horror movie. It's Michael Myers. Right. They they I mean everybody gets it in a horror movie. The police, you don't see the police complaining about it. Uh paramedics it kill left and right. Return of the Living Dead, movie. send more yeah. cops, send more paramedics, you know. Right. That that almost happened in every horror movie. A uh, uh, ambulance shows up, the slasher kills them, takes the ambulance, drives off, start killing more people. People get taken out. So, yeah, it's wrong for firefighting. You know, we, we appreciate your service, but it's a movie. Yeah. Calm He's down. the bad guy. That's what they do. Right. <laughs> <laughs> like, you know, I, I, yeah, it's just, and it turns out this this petition, after I'm reading about it a little more, it's only got like 12 signatures. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So it's, it's it not was, getting any traction. It was made back in June when the first trailer dropped. So <laughs> it's okay. only that. Only has 12 signatures. And then a counter petition came up, like saying, basically, fuck this guy and his petition. Let's <laughs> keep the scene in there. And that's got a bunch of signatures on it. So, okay. okay. So, but, a yeah. counter signature to that signature. Okay. Well, yeah, this yeah, is just, up. yeah, stupidity. This is, see, see, this is what cancel culture. This is the, this is the, it enables stupidity like this, you know, trying to right. regulate art. 
like that. Right. Just, just I don't know. Yeah. You don't like it? Don't watch it. That's all. Yeah. You know, it's a That's horror all. movie. What do you expect? Yeah. yeah. This is also uh, we're going with the horror theme. Are we done? We have oh, Mr. Yeah. Evil. I, Welcome, Reckless. I, I believe I did have a. I do have a image for that. Yeah, they just dropped the trailer for the uh, new Resident Evil movie that's coming out next month <laughs> in the theaters. Um, which, yeah, I didn't know about it till like what a couple weeks ago. Like, yeah. they, <laughs> like so the promotion on this movie is like been sucking. Like, hey, by the way, we have a Resident Evil live action movie coming to theaters next month. Um, I don't even know who's in it to be honest with you. Um. I can't. One of the chicks, they, she's been in a bunch of movies. She was in a Crawl, I believe, and the, one of the Mad, the new Mad Max. She's playing Claire Redfield, and um, some other. Oh, Am, uh, what's his name? Amel, the brother of of Arrow. Uh, Robbie. Yeah, he's playing Chris Redfield. Hey, his cousin, but yeah, whatever. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> he, he's playing Chris Redfield. So I watched the trailer. It looks cool. You got you got to see zombies. You got to see the monsters. You got to see the liquors and the zombie dogs. It looks like a Resident Evil movie. Um, I'm just like, do we really need that? Do we need to go back? It's called Welcome to Raccoon City. So it's basically they're starting over. Yeah. And my problem with reboots and remakes as far as like, especially something that's, you know, we've seen, there's been a thousand movies already. You know, we there's already like I don't know how many six seven Resident Evil movies plus those mm -hmm. animated movies plus the video games. Don't give me this new movie where it's like an hour of. I wonder what's happening where nothing happened where they're trying to right. build up a mystery. You know, what, that's what they I'll, do in like all the Predator movies. Like, no, we're here to see the shit. We know what we're seeing. Don't try to fucking build up a mystery that we already know the answer to. Just get on with it. You know, I mean, I, I do want to let you know, Eli, that you got to tempt the expectation because at the end of the day, this is a video game movie. That is true. So <laughs> I don't know what to tell you. It's it's <laughs> and zombies are kind of played out now. <laughs> yeah, I mean, but do zombies ever get played out? Really? I mean, do we ever really get tired of zombies? Well, they there was a you know a, a big lull. You know, as a horror fan, there was a big lull in zombies in the in the the, the nineties, and it wasn't until twenty eight days later and Zack Snyder's Dawn of the Dead, where there became a resurgence. And then the Walking Dead comic came back. And then zombies were just in fashion. And then, so by the time the Walking Dead TV show came on, zombies were like peak. And then it was the Walking Dead TV show that sort of burned it all out, too. So Okay, so um, that's on back its last season, too. So the comic ain't even going anymore. The TV series is, like, on its last season. And, yeah, I don't know. I haven't like what the train to Busan was probably the last cool zombie movie that I watched that I've seen, you know? So, yeah. yeah. So I don't know. Hopefully they'll come back. Let's see what we got here. Uh, in this said it feels like the James Gunn. I guess that's a good thing. Yeah. I say it's a good all, thing. Yeah. If they're cracking jokes and blowing off heads, that would be cool. <laughs> I guess. I don't know. Uh, all right. So we'll, we'll see what we got. Six, one, six. Uh, Video game movies, the next big thing, like comic book movies. Un unless they crack the code. Until they crack the code, I don't see it happening. Now, we'll say this. That Sonic the Hedgehog movie is the best video game movie so far. Meaning it's good. <laughs> really? I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm tired of people saying that Mortal Kombat, the first one, was the best. It wasn't. It wasn't a good movie. I'm sorry. If you want to say it's so bad it's good, 
uh, uh, you know, one of those entertaining bad movie watches, I'll put in category. Street Fighter with Jean-Claude Van Damme, put in the same category also. But I say the Sonic movie was entertaining, pretty good, well acted. I'll even put it as Jim, one of Jim Carrey's, it may be Jim Carrey's comeback, to comedy, you know. No shit. Yeah, it's there. Well, then that, saying, that's, that new Mario Brothers is going to be the shit there. Oh, yeah, with Chris Pratt <laughs> doing a uh, Tony Soprano <laughs> impression. Yes. <laughs> bada bing, bada boom. You know, oh, like, yeah. I don't see it. Yeah, so. talking shit to the fucking princess. Don't you ever disrespect <laughs> me. I'll fucking bust you in the fucking mouth. In front of this whole fucking kingdom. <laughs> do I do I did I say something funny? Do I look like a fucking clown? <laughs> do I amuse you? Am I here for your entertainment? Uh let me stop before I get canceled. <laughs> All right. So uh yeah, so like I said, going to the video game section, you're gonna briefly talk about it. Uh Eli, here's the thing. It's been so long ago, but we do have to briefly talk about it, that we survived the great Facebook crash of 2021. Oh yeah. And I did had yeah. I barely knew about it. It was only because you and Gomer and some other people were sending me messages, and my phone was like, message failed to send. I, was right. like, I thought it was my phone. I was like, Dad, did my internet get turned on? But no, I'm watching right. YouTube. I was like, ah, whatever. And I just like, whatever. Well, the thing is, I was at work also, and the only reason I noticed because I was trying to share out the link, because I used to share it out on, on the next day, you know, to put out there, and I couldn't share it. I was like, what the hell going on? So I, I realized I was out. But I didn't, like, freak out like everybody else did, like, panic or something like that. I just went to Twitter. I'm good. There's oh. so many other social media outlets out there, like if Facebook crashed, like, man, whatever. I didn't no. even do that. I was just like, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm still at work and I just need something else to do. So that's it. So we was over at Twitter just laughing at everybody on Facebook. That's all. So I just go back and forth. Uh, but yeah, that's the thing. But even though it wasn't you, Eli, I just find it funny that everybody else, like five seconds after Facebook went on, the first thing they posted was, oh, I didn't even know it was off. I didn't know it was off. It's, I'm, I have a job. Maybe you guys should get a job. Like, <laughs> you did it like 10 seconds after it came back on. So obviously you were doing something you were waiting for. Don't, you know, don't try to act big and bad in front of us. But yeah, that's like I, the only I, No, yeah. seriously, I did not. I'm not trying to be that guy. I, <laughs> I mean, you see me, it takes me forever to respond because I don't have right, my phone. I, you're up. not the type of guy I see on Facebook all the time anyway. So yeah. I, I get that, you know. Sometimes but my if, phone is in the car and I just like, where the fuck is my phone? Like, oh, right. whatever. <laughs> I got to go outside. Oh, then I got to put my shoes on. Oh, fuck. I'll go get it later. I just. No. <laughs> oh, right. So, yeah. yeah, but but the thing is, they weren't the only people that crashed because a few days later, Twitter got hacked like completely hacked matter of fact they got hacked so bad that i got an email saying that they reset my password like they reset my uh twitch uh that thing that thing on ob i, I i'm not a twitch here or whatever. oh by the way we're on twitch i don't know if anybody knows that <laughs> <laughs> you know but i know that twitch took a, a hand of it here's the thing we're on so many social media outlets eli i forget everything we're on you know Somebody hit me up the other day. Oh, I listen to your podcast on Streambox. Like, what the fuck is Streambox? No, but we're on there. <laughs> yeah, what the fuck is Streambox? <laughs> I don't know. I might be fucking it up, but somebody said that. I'm like, I don't even know that it. And then I look at the list of the stuff we distribute. And I'm like, oh, that is a thing. Okay. Yeah. We saw you on Fox <laughs> News the other day. Like, what? <laughs> <laughs> uh, apparently, Facebook down seven billion stocks. The world takes anger at Zuckerberg. And, uh, look, he made it back the next day. So. That's the thing we need to be worried about. Not how much he lost, how much he how much he makes on a regular basis. That's the scary part, you know. But I'm glad you talked about that because the Twitter Twitter uh, Twitch got hacked so bad they actually released the pay scale of the people on Twitch. Like the 
the top people to get paid. And like I said, it's the people you expect, you know, but the, the people you didn't expect, because remember we were talking about the twi- the titty streamers, always taking all the views, stuff like that. Here's the thing. They don't make any money. So nobody really watching this. They make money off like donations and, you know, simps paying them cash and shit like that, you know, PayPal and whatever. But as far as like Twitch I paying them. this new game. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> but they don't make any money off actual Twitch, you know, money like that. Uh, but another thing that people find out that only like 10 people on Twitch actually really get paid. Everybody else, even if you have like stream like a million views, stuff like that, if you're like in the top 20 of Twitch streamers, you might barely make minimum wage. So moral of the story, kids, have a backup plan. Don't put your money in this Twitch shit, you know, <laughs> so um yeah that being said can we go to the next part of the podcast mm-hmm. we flew through this thing pretty easy yeah like i said uh it? yeah if you listen i thought this oh, was gonna be like an hour on james yeah bond. <laughs> i think i was gonna go james bond james bond but i was like yeah i said what i need to say <laughs> uh like i said this is uh the comic bullies where we talk about the comic books i think we're just gonna jump into it eli i'm gonna let you go first because actually the book you're reviewing was actually second best-selling book this this week which one was it i can't remember but I know it was. I'm gonna let okay. you guess. Well, I only read like a few books. Yeah, I'm gonna, um, I'm gonna let you guess which well, one. I f- okay, is it New Mutants? Nope. Hellions. Hellions. Yep. That was the best selling book. Uh, second best selling. Batman's always best selling. Oh, I didn't yeah. Read, so I didn't when, once Batman. you remove Batman, it's everything <laughs> else. You know. <laughs> oh, I was about to say the demons. Okay. Oh, you're doing demons, right? I'm doing demons. Yeah. Okay. Okay, I'll do Hellions. Yeah. Uh, I do want to say that the the clip, the cover of Haliens caught my attention because it's the same cover as New Mutants 98, which was the first appearance of Cable and Deadpool and Domino and Gideon. But yeah, whatever. So, okay. So, yeah, this is New Mutant or Haliens. Haliens. I I screwed you up. (laughs) Haliens number 16. Um, So, let's see. It's a lot of shit going on. This is a lot of shit, a lot of drama. Well, it's X-Men, so what do you expect? So um, last issue, uh, Havoc went nuclear and blew up Murder World or wherever because of whole, all that shit with uh, Sinister cloning those demon things from the Exosword's shit, you know. So and, he, and it turns out Empath was working for Emma Frost the whole time, spying on the Hellions. And he took over Havoc's body and made him blow up the whole place. Well, damn. Blew up the whole fucking place, blew up Sinister, his whole fucking lab, and destroyed the, uh, uh, what's her face? Psylocke's daughter's DNA. So Psylocke was working with Sinister, unbeknownst to the rest of the crew. And which really pissed off Grey Crow, who had the hots for her. But she was doing it because, you know, he had... Sinister had Psylocke's daughter's DNA and, you know, you better help me or else. So anyways, Havoc blew up the place, destroyed everything, including Havoc's daughter's DNA. You know, so, so uh, Sinister has gone full bad guy now. Pretty well. He got exposed because his okay. clone that he left for dead survived and came back and exposed and basically told on everybody, you know, Hey, Sinister, you know, he got he got the DNA of those demons, the what are they called? The locust squad or whatever, mm-hmm. all that exosword shit. He got the DNA of them, which he wasn't supposed to do, and he killed and left the whole crew there in what was that place called? Uh Araco or whatever. 
Yeah, yeah. Uh, Areco, I think you said. Yeah, that's or, what it's called. Yeah. Anyway, he killed the whole Hellions crew and left them all for dead. And then when they brought him back, they couldn't remember any of that shit. So they didn't know any of this shit happened. But but his clone survived and, and exposed him and said, hey, this is what they did. So it all came to a head. Havoc blew the place up, you know. And that and right now they're like, you know, even the X Men showed up, like Cyla or Cyclops and Jean Grey were like, damn, you know, the Hellions were kind of, uh, you know, you guys are doing pretty good, you know. We were thinking, you know, you guys are gonna actually make it, become a really cool team and shit. But they kind of break up. They all like everyone's like, fuck this. Psylocke's like, fuck this. I'm done. You know, the only reason I was doing this was to get my daughter back, and now she's not coming back because the DNA is destroyed. She shoes away, uh, what's his name? Uh, what's his name? The little, not Beast Boy. What the fuck's his name? I can't keep uh. mutants and shit. The little, uh, <laughs> the little, the Beast Boy. <laughs> <laughs> Just Beast Boy. Wild, wild, was it Wild Child? <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The one that saved the whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Cousin or something. No, she no. shoes <laughs> him away and, you know, basically I quit. I'm fucked this shit. Havoc is like crying, like I can't believe. But then Emma's like, "Oh well, you can have. We're gonna re- we're gonna resurrect Madeline Pryor. So quit crying, bitch." And he's like, "Really?" <laughs> <laughs> but why would they do that if she's not really? Well, they're what, what? they're proposing that that clones. I think that was in the New Mutants. They were they they make a proposal like, "Hey, some of these clones are actually became individuals like Honey Badger, like Madeline." You know, so they're making a case. So basically, Emma's like, "Yeah." Quit crying. We're gonna, you know, we're gonna resurrect uh, Madeline for you. But then Empath, you know, she's talking to Empath, and she's like, "Yo," uh, she's like, "Thanks for everything you've done for being my spy and being my bitch and doing, you know, doing all my dirty work and shit." And he's like, "Yeah, cool. Fuck those guys." And <laughs> and then there's okay, cool. You're gonna be on my squad or whatever. You're gonna help me out. We're gonna. I'm gonna find you a cool job and all this shit. And he's like, "All right, cool." Because yeah, fuck all them. Also, um. Can I hide out here? Because Grey Crow wants to kill me. <laughs> <laughs> and she's like, yeah, sure. And then she goes away. And I don't know if you can see that. Um, basically, he's like, yeah, fuck those guys. But then deep down, he's like kind of sad that the crew is over or whatever, that they're breaking up and shit, that he actually, you know, you know, that the, he actually made, was kind of warming up to them. And then, of course, we got Grey Crow all pissed off. He's like, I'm going to kill them. I'm going to kill them no matter how many times. Every time they re- resurrect them, how, how many times they want, I'm going to kill them every time. So he's all pissed off. He's like, you're going to throw you in the hole. She's like, I don't give a shit. I'll laugh the whole way down. He's just being all pissed off and badass. you know. But then Nanny, Nanny takes off. She's like, I'm done with this shit. So she goes to her robot. This is back when that, I don't know, what the fuck was that? Now? Back during that whole arcade shit was going on. Is that, or no, the right. When they were fighting the right, what do they call the hand of the right or whatever? uh something friends of humanity or something yeah they they were making these like uh robot mutant clones mm-hmm. or something robot mutants and nanny kept one and um basically they're like you took we know you took one of our babies and so she blows up the ship but then uh what's his name saves her the uh the uh Fucking uh, what's his name? The or, 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 orphan maker. The the one she he was kind of like the young kid that Nanny was kind of 
taken care of. He saves yeah. her. And, but she's like, no, get away from me. And kind of shuns him. Everybody's sort of breaking up, basically. Like, go away. You know, it's kind of a, yeah. You know, go away. Get away from me. Yeah. Basically, she slaps this kid, basically. He's basically a kid in an Iron Man suit. Yeah, like a big baby. Yeah. Yeah. And she is like, that's kind of fucked up. So, yeah. <laughs> it's mm-hmm. kind of, but I guess this is, we're on the last arc of this series. So, this is the end of this series. So, um, basically, everybody's in shambles. The whole crew is like in shambles. They're all kind of, the, the Hellions crew is kind of broken up right now. So, and then mm-hmm. we're going to lead into these last few issues so uh, well, no. they are ending the series yeah they're ending the, i get i guess this this it sounds like it Shit. Um, they're, they're okay. ending that yeah this is the last story arc going into it so the end is soon for the series but but yeah i've been digging on it. and this was yeah just a lot of a lot of shit just happened we're dealing with the aftermath of all the fucked up shit that just happened so uh i know you meant chimera but yeah uh yes that is one of the proposed futures that sinister stole the chimera DNA, you know, something he wasn't supposed to do, but it's sinister. Which, what's he gonna do? Of course, he's gonna do what he's not supposed to do. So yeah, uh, yeah, six one six man, it does sound awesome. I might have yeah. to go back and. It's you know. basically Suicide Squad with the mutants. So sounds pretty cool. All right, so I guess I'm up. And so this is a, it's gonna be a tough one. It's gonna be a tough one because we're not doing some Marvel DC. This is actually a comicsology book. <laughs> Which oh, is, okay, I'll explain yeah, what that is. Yeah. yeah. Uh, let's see. Yeah. A new book is supposed to take its place. Oh, really? Uh, Gabe, you find out. Let us know. Let us know in the comments. We'll post. Yeah. I guess Zeb Wells or whoever's writing this is going to do something else. So I don't know if this book is ending and a new writer's taking over or this just book is just going to end or whatever. I don't know. Yeah. Because I, I'd rather it end. I hate it when new writers take over already established books because then they just screw up and just do whatever they want to. And it's, it creates weird timeline continuity. Yeah, so yeah, I just, just want Grey Crow because he's been cool. Uh, he's <laughs> give him Grey Crow book. Maybe maybe this was coming. A Grey Crow yeah, book, yeah. solo book. <laughs> just him, just being pissed off and yeah, it'd be like the X Men's Punisher everybody. or some shit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. So what are we talking about? Oh, uh, we have demons. Is the book we're talking about now? What is so important about we have demons? Uh, like I said, it is a comic size exclusive book, so I think it's digital only. So I already know a bunch of people are going to be like, eh, I'm out. I'm not one of those guys. You know, I don't care. Uh, Inferno is a transition series from new books. Oh, well, that, that makes sense. sense. That makes sense. Okay. Uh, basically, Hickman's on his way out, giving him a new roadmap. Okay. So uh, We Have Demons is the new book by Scott Snyder and Greg Capullo, the same guys that made the new 52 Batman run, which we both considered our favorite Batman run of all time, you know. Uh, I believe so, yeah. Yeah, so we with high praise. So they're making a new uh, book from Comixology, their own book, and I think Scott Snyder is working with Comixology like exclusive. You know, I don't think he, I don't think he even works for DC anymore. I think it, he just, lo- it yeah. looks like they just gave him free reign. It totally looks like he's just going this off. Is, on this. this isn't his first <laughs> book, right? This is uh, what was that other one? Nocturnal. Oh, that was on Image, though. Oh, that was okay. So yeah, so this is his first comicsology book so this is book starting off i think he's got some more coming uh, in the pipeline also yeah. let's talk about what this book is what exactly is it you know um like i said brand new book with it starts off all new lore all new mythology we're just going to go to and just see what they say so 
uh what do we got so basically i'm gonna just just jump into it basically what happens on the name of the the first book is named uh the name of the girl or the star of the book is named lamb that's her name so lamb is visiting some uh old classmates i forget who they are one is pregnant stuff like that and she's basically telling them and she's got a big axe right there by her table and she says she's came there to kill him now why <laughs> is she come there to kill him we're gonna find out uh basically this is about the fall of man it's a big deal about the fall of man so basically we're all screwed we're all dead already you know but basically they're telling the story about how we died you know uh and, and the forces of good and evil back mil- billions of years ago when the universe was created basically no <laughs> It's it's venom and no. (laughs) No is, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So this part got me right here because this is where the book starts off. Like I said, they're in uh Pascagoula, Florida. Been there before, shit town. That's okay. Um (laughs) Lamb is there and she basically saying the earliest memory she has of her father, Cass Cullen. That's his name. And his earliest memory is that he cut her arm off. Now the reason he cut her arm off because she got bit by a snake and her arm got rotten, so he had to cut so the arm was gone anyway. He didn't cut it off. It was going to infect the rest of them and kill her. So he cut it off, inscribed, good God, girl? God, girl. Uh, God, girl. I thought he was going to say good girl, but now I'm just reading it said God, girl. Okay. So anyway, <laughs> gave a new arm, God, girl. And he says every year he works with this, like, science team, and they, you know, redo her arm every year, you know. And she's happy. She's like, Dad, can you chop my other arm off so I can get another arm too? You know, she's, like, happy with it. Uh, And, you know, just daddy daughter stuff you know like that he marries a stepmom who is like her sixth grade teacher you know and they just do that oh and he's a preacher also uh pastor cash that's his name uh and he basically says give evil the fingers so he's not an unorthodox you know oh also this is the same couple that lamb was dealing with earlier so yeah so i didn't catch that damn I just caught it. I just caught it now. I'm saying I didn't catch it early either. You know, uh, yeah. So basically, what's going on? And you know, we just cut to the end. Oh yeah, she's arguing. She sees her dad arguing somebody, so she knows something else going on with her dad. She talked to her dad. Dad, what's going on? What's going on? And they get into like big argument. Don't ask me what the hell. Get the fuck up out of here. You know. And they start arguing. And I guess the argument was so bad that they don't talk again. They don't talk for like years. You know. Oh, actually, they don't ever talk again because the next thing they find out is that her father passed away. So, oh, I like this also. Then she just, since her daddy wasn't in her life, you know, she got into, you know, all kind of trouble. So you got that meme, you know, <laughs> about that dude. And I guess oh, yeah. she was, yeah. And I guess she was just bisexual, whatever, like that, just trying whatever. She experimental, you know. So uh, reading up it, she didn't care about the church anymore. She like, God doesn't exist. That's why she feels, you know. Then she finds out her dad's dead. She gives a eulogy, uh, you know, all the stuff like that. And basically she gets upset that her dad is gone. She takes off her arm and throws her arm and she hits the snake, I guess, because he took the snake that bit her and like bronzed it. Yeah. But when she hits it, it opens up a, a, a trap door. To the and back go- cave. To the back cave. So they go through the door and they find all kind of relics and stuff, you know, all the kind of vampire demon slayer stuff down there. Like, oh, that's cool. Uh, and that's when, you know, her stepmom shows up and, you know, stepmom tells everything that was going on, you know, and they're like, wow, these dead people down here with my dad's like, re-. OK, so here's what's going on. Let's just break down what's going on. So there are two forces in the world. you got the halo and you got the horns. Let's get out of that. You got the halo, got the horns. So the horns, the halo is just both are like big meteors that come. But the thing, the difference between the halo and the horns is that the horn meteor, they keep coming. 
there's always meteor showers of the horns coming over and so it's way more of the uh, horns than the halo so every bad thing that ever happens like disasters earthquakes uh school shootings it's all because of halo uh, evil energy they put evil energy out there meanwhile the halo could get energy but it's only one big chunk of rock that came from the halo you know so and that's where all the good stuff comes from so basically what happened is that the most advanced of the humans uh got infected by the halo and they turned into demons but they were more advanced regular humans so they before they wiped out all the humans the humans found the halo meteor turned it into weapons and they basically fought back the evil demons the halo demons and that's when you got the demon slayer stuff like that and pastor cash is like the head demon slayer at the time you know and that's and she basically telling the whole story that the name of the couple is the spoon she like what they're telling me is that this this axe right here is one of is made by halo metal and anytime it's up to a demon it glows you know like on lord of the rings with yeah yeah whatever sting yeah all that so she puts the axe to him it doesn't glow so you're like oh shit, I'm, I'm going crazy this is going too much i'm i think i'm grieving over my dad i'm just relaxing and she's like that's right but then if you look at the the mother her eyes are glowing just a little bit you know so then their clothes ripped off face ripped off skin ripped off so like that and it turns out the actual demons now the reason the axe didn't light up for them is because she doesn't know how to use it so the demons are about to get her about to kill her and stuff like that and she grabs like uh one of their ornaments and stabs them and i think like the babies are coming at her because like i said she was pregnant so the babies attack her <laughs> shit fuck balls aren't they cute so the babies block the door you know demon shit, babies balls. <laughs> <laughs> right so they're about to kill her uh and he taught me this uh give evil the finger you know and right before they're about to kill her that's when boom they get killed by gus so gus is pastor cash's best friend you know he's a demon also but somehow from another he can, dimension yeah. from another dimension but he can use the halo weapon which actually looks like the the sword of eternity from he-man now look at that <laughs> damn okay anyway he kills the demon he like look are you okay cool i got to teach you let's do it oh and he gives her an upgrade he like i my dad your dad wants to give you another arm she gives another arm she puts it on oh and grandma is a demon also so oh yeah boom and she's got a halo knife in her arm and i'm yeah. pretty sure grandma gets a head chopped off after that but they don't show it but yeah so that's the story a lot of setup it's not there yet but it has potential Eli, with this type of story, I don't know where it's going to go. I'm not off the train yet. Yeah, but you I can see totally tell go. they're like they're giving Scott Snyder free reign to just indulge. Yeah, and it's got everything. All the shit he used in Dark Knight's Metal, the universe mm -hmm. creating the Forge and all this crap, and the team that you know that fights the evil. It's nothing we haven't seen before in Hellboy or. Shit, this is something. I mean, it, it was all allusion to mythology. I mean, religion. Yeah. Religion. Something is killing the children. Deal the secret society of monster hunters. That's all this is. But it's Snyder and Capullo. Right. <laughs> so, and if not, just come here for Capullo's art because the artist. It, the art is amazing. It, it, like, it reminds me of Spawn a lot. Like I said, Capullo yeah. was on Spawn also. Yeah. So, but my yeah. thing. I mean, I think it was, I think it was probably five seven pages too long maybe maybe 10 pages too yeah, long. yeah it didn't need to be that long yeah. they could have wrapped it up a little bit but here's my thing here's my thing i want to get like i said it's not marvel it's not dc 
So I want to make sure that if they're going to do a comicsology type deal, get away from the superhero shit. I don't want anything resembling superhero shit with yeah. That that's yeah. when that that panel where it showed like, it, it, yeah, it like took me out of it like oh I'm reading a comic the Fantastic okay. Four the White yeah, Lanterns I, I don't I don't need this shit I don't need this shit yeah some of those tropes that we expect in Marvel DC get away from that shit move away don't give me a book that you try to pitch for DC that got turned down don't give me that give me some new shit this yeah. Power Rangers bullshit right here I don't want that yeah you know or Hellboy or, or whatever the hell this yeah, is you know yeah this is like I said it's nothing we haven't seen before. Yeah. Um, and just yeah, just trim the fat. I mean, it, it sounds cool. Yeah, it's a de- demon hunters. I mean, it, it would be cool yeah. if it was just her. Like, yeah, I don't just need keep a it, keep it simple. Just keep it yeah. simple. Yeah, you know. you know, her and her, her and her fucking monster buddy. Then you got I was Hack Slash. Spawn. Oh, what you do? <laughs> oh, well, I, I told. Uh, well, Eli reviewed Spawn like three months ago or something. I think he said uh, we should review Spawn. Oh. Yeah, I did. I've been uh, I, I sporadically look, look, I look, look. The, his, his, Gabe. His I went for the Gunslinger Spawn book to drop. That's the one I'm excited about. It didn't already drop. Not yet. I think. Oh, it didn't. Okay. It's, Here, it's here's coming. the thing, Gabe. Here's the thing. And this is the deal with Spawn. Also, Spawn is tough to get through. It's a tough book to read. Tom McFarlane's a terrible writer. I'm just sorry. He just is. And that's the thing. Like, it is a chore to read. And they've always been like that from the first book to the 300 book. They just a chore to read. I don't like reading Spawn. It's cool to look at. Yeah. But that story, man. Oh. The ideas just... are cool. It's just, yeah, he he's so he's not a writer. He he just <laughs> he, right. And he just throws so many words in his shit that don't really mean anything and don't do anything in this story. It's over dramatic. So. It's like all you know, over dramatic. Trying to like yeah. be all now, I know exactly. I know it's stuff that we both say. I know we're we're committing heresy saying that those spawn books suck, but they did. They just look pretty, but they suck. I'm just sorry because they were tough to read. The only time they were good is when he had guest writers coming on. Neil Gaiman, Frank Miller, uh, that dude that did Cerebus. Those books were great yeah. because he because he, he had real writers on them. <laughs> and I and I and I've dug on some spawn throughout the years i'll I, I i come and go i'll jump on some spawn like oh this is so fun i remember this shit me and then i'll read a few issues for a few months and i'm like oh yeah i'm getting tired of this and then i fall <laughs> right. off and, I, that's just and, it's, and when you fall off it, it's tough to get back in it and is then, tough. yeah you know i was oh 300 i'll check it out <laughs> you know <laughs> and you know oh I, and then i fell off and I'm, now i'm waiting for the gunslinger because like oh maybe I'll, right. I'll get into that you know and i know there's this whole new team coming out now he's got a whole new era of characters coming and but the only one i care about is the cowboy with the gun so I, <laughs> yep so, so uh, all right oh, no i i this was fine for what it was you know um like i, I said, expected it, better i expected better but like i said it's a setup it's a new book started yeah. from scratch but you know I, i'll stay with the second issue to see where it goes and then i kind of decide on whether or not i'm jumping off the train you can tell, yeah, they're letting Scott Snyder just do what he wants, do whatever he wants, and he's just, you know, he needs to trim the fat a little, you know, because you can right. tell he's just losing himself and just writing words. Like, I just oh, want to write so, some so, words. So <laughs> this is the Snyder cut. This is the Snyder cut. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, All right. So, uh, oh. anyway, uh, you're, you're up now. I'll do New Mutants. Okay. Let's 22, see. is it? think so the x minute or whatever this is yeah yeah me doing x men yeah <laughs> <laughs> the, the, you, and you hate x men but you do x men where is it uh 
Let's, yeah, you know, I'll go with that one. Okay, so this, um, again, we're dealing with the last issue where um, Honey Badger, Gabby, was killed by uh, Farouk, the Shadow King. Mm-hmm. And then they resurrect. They illegally resurrected her, um, and they went. They basically confront the Shadow King. They're like, "Hey, Shadow King, did doing all the shit. He's he's here to uh, you know get a new host and do some grimy shit. We got to stop him." And that's basically what it is. So this book starts out with you know the whole squad, the whole New Mutant squad, you know, and they're. They're freaking out because we're seeing all these wars and and Krakoa in flames and like the Sentinels and Nimrod and the Brood and all these threats that are on the horizon and all the timelines because of that powers of X shit. All that shit coming to destroy Krakoa. And, you know, Danny and, you know, Karma, they're all freaking out like, oh, my God, Farouk is messing. This isn't real. Farouk's messing with our heads. You know, and then it turns out he's showing us all our worst fears. And then they're like, no, he's not. He's showing us his worst fear. Mm. And his worst fear is Krakoa being destroyed. So they have a sit down with Farouk. And it's this big philosophical debate, basically talking. He's like, you know what? This ain't going to last. Krakoa is not going to last. You know, like all empires, they all fall. And he makes references to the Roman Empire and all that. You know, that nations come and go. You know, they take over each other. They reign, they rule for a while. And then they they crumble and fall. It happens throughout history. Keeps happening. happening now. <laughs> and it's happening now. And it's going to happen to Krakoa. Krakoa is going to implode and, you know, it's going to fall. That's just how things go. Um, what we need to do is basically assert our dominance. You know, we are on, you know, uh, evolutionary scale. We are superior to humans. We need to, you know, show our superiority and basically take them over. So, um, of course they're, you know, debate, there's a this debating that, oh, well, if we do that, that will just lead to more, you know, war and conflict and all that. And they're trying to just, they're just basically having a debate, um, uh, meanwhile, the kids, that, that was the crew. That was Danny and Karma and Magic, Rain. They were all talking to Farouk. Meanwhile, back on Krakoa, the kids, Honey Badger and No Girl and all the, the other kids that have been training with them, they're, they're basically, you know, saying, hey, you know, they're having a day, you know, we're making a vow. They're apologizing to Scout or Gabby or Honey Badger, whatever you want to call her. They're apologizing. We apologize for not, you know, for, you know, be- becoming friends with Farouk and not recognizing that he was a threat. And we're sorry he killed you and we didn't recognize it and blah, blah. They're just apologizing. You know, we're still friends and all that shit. But we're, we should go um, and help out the team, the new mutants, face him. Let's all go give him a piece of our mind. So they basically all go there and to go fight Farouk or go tell Farouk what's up and they get there and Farouk did some shit to the squad there. Uh, what would he do? He like, he's got them all in some kind of trance. Oh, okay. So, Oh, got it. Okay. And, um, so to be continued, um, 
And yeah, and then of course there's some there's some foreshadowing because they've been training. They've been training with their what is it, what is it called? The synergies or whatever, where they team up with another squad. Like each mutant teams up with a teammate and then they synergize combine their, their powers and yeah, and they do some yeah. ill shit. And there's this whole, you know, it's you know, like the Hickman, you know, word what what you know, what is what the Hickman word shit where he likes to write like novel shit inside yeah. the comic. And it's basically just telling them about um how each team members like what's working for each team member so i think they're kind of foreshadowing like oh so this is gonna when they fight it's gonna be mirage and karma (laughs) (laughs) you know or uh magic and warpath like like they're showing like which teams are doing like the results of all these Mm -hmm. different training sessions and who's doing the best and shit yeah like he's on this team gabe so yeah yeah so so yeah, I mean it, it's cool. Like I've been on this book for a while, and I'm still digging it. So four out of five. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Warpath is on this book. Yeah, shout out to Gabe. Uh, he said we should call your uh, segment Krakoa's Corner. <laughs> so yeah, we're stealing yeah. that. <laughs> so... <laughs> <Krakoa's> corner. <laughs> All right. So I guess I'm up next. Yeah, what book am I doing next? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, Dark Ages. I'm doing Dark Ages. Okay. Oh, okay. Because you left that with me. Um, <laughs> sorry, <laughs> <laughs> all right. So, for those that don't know what's going on, this is Tom Taylor, y'all. You know, actually, one of our favorite writers in comics right now, and he's normally been doing with DC, but now he's doing Marvel. Uh, so basically, what this book is about is that an uh, EMP hit Earth and it's like repeatedly pulsing through Earth, so all of Earth uh electronics are gone, so technology is gone and just surviving without it. So, this book's actually picking up uh like a decade after or you know like five years after without it you know just seeing how they how they live so they they manage so basically how they've managed so far is uh like i said the heroes basically all out war started all out war came out of nowhere and a bunch of people died you know because it was like fighting off and then people try to take over something like that and then eventually the mutants took over (laughs) <laughs> the mutants just say like they all communicate with each other you don't have to do this you can stop doing this and professor x and gene gray and everybody else just control everybody you know so after that they had peace you know um so after that five years later they just been making it they just been doing a thing spider-man got a little spider girl i don't know what her name is i'm just gonna call her mayday parker it may not be her name but like i said she keeps popping up in alternate universes all the time anyway um Let's say they basically use the they communicate with all the telepaths on the world, you know, they can talk to each other. Um, Wakanda is like the new center of everybody, and everybody goes like all the smart people in, in Wakanda. The Dr. Doom is in Wakanda, you know, uh, Devil Girl, Double Devil Dinosaur, Moon Girl, whatever his name is. And they're basically just trying to they found a way to like uh mimic technology for like a limited amount of time. You know, so they do things like that. And Spider-Man is like building webs. The reason he's building webs is because since when it gets night and there are no technology to stop them, the werewolves are out. The werewolves, demons, everything like that. But you got this own team of uh, vampire hunters and demon hunters that go. So you got your girl, Honey Badger, you know, <laughs> Laura. You got Elsa Bloodstone, Blade, you know. And it makes sense that Laura be in this book because Tom Taylor started writing that Wolverine book with Laura in it. And, and I think he invented Honey Badger. So, of course, they would be in the book. 
So she's got stakes instead of uh yeah, because they put well, she's got claws, but they put wooden stakes over her claws, <laughs> you know. So yeah. she's like, Yeah, let's do this, you know. Uh, and then that's when the werewolves and demons come out and they just go to work on them, you know. That's what's what they do. Uh, meanwhile, Tony Stark and Pepper. Uh, in the last book, Tony lost his leg because when power went out, he was in the Iron Man suit at the time, his leg just came off, you know. Uh, and right when the demon gets to come out, boom, Captain America chops his head off, you know. Captain America's like, hey, Tony, I ain't seen you in a while. Uh, you know, we need to talk. And Tony has figured out alchemy. I didn't know that was real, but he he's figured it out, you know. Uh, so I guess when you got that much time on your hands, so basically, look, we need to we need to go somewhere to talk, they go outside and talk, and they said, what are you doing? Anyway, it's a trap. He goes there, Apocalypse and Dracula is there waiting on him. And they're like, well, what the hell with Captain America? So Tony gets ready and he throws out a, a light bomb, an MP bomb or like that, kills all the vampires. And Drax's like, you shouldn't have done that. You killed my, I, some of them dudes I had on my team for like 100 years, <laughs> you know. But Dracula doesn't kill him. Instead, uh, they just take him back to the base. You just knock him out. And it turns out Captain America was a mystique the whole time. So they take him back to the base. And I guess they teleport. Tony wakes up in Europe. And they have power there. Apocalypse built his own city. They have power running and everything, generated. And he's like, how the hell you did that? He's like, uh, oh, you built a, what kind of field? You built a, a, a something field. Yeah, that, that field. The machine that does this, that does this. That the, does this. the Faraday cage would like that. Yeah. Oh, that you gives built us power. Yeah, you built a Faraday cage. It's immune to the thing that they did to us. I've been trying to build this, but I couldn't find a way to build it because the only way you can build something like this, you got to have like a strong enough magnetic force to do it. And I couldn't find one. And Apox is like, who said anything about something? <laughs> what about someone? And they look up and it's Magneto. Magneto is powering the city. <laughs> He's just trapped <laughs> into doing it, you know. Uh, and so he like, kill grave. And that's when the Purple Man shows up. Everybody knows Purple Man. He's from the Netflix show, whatever like that. So the Purple Man shows up. Uh, and mind controls Tony, and the book ends. So yeah, so it still hasn't gotten me yet. It's a cool story, but it hasn't hasn't grabbed me. Yet. It's not like deceased was. Where deceased was, oh, I gotta find out what's going on. This is kind of like, yeah, it's cool. Yeah, I agree. This is like more setup. It feels like it's still setting up. The, yeah, the but and... he should have. He should have been in this already. I don't know. I. I Here's the thing. I think we have such a high expectation for Tom Taylor. I think this was messing it up, messing us up. We yeah. expect more from him. Well, the thing is, it's only three more issues, like only five books, right? And this is issue two. Yeah. So this is like almost halfway over, and he's still like set. Is, is there tie-ins to this or something? No, like, it's just this. That's yeah. it. That's it. <laughs> so. Sounds like I'm waiting for shit to happen, and, and I don't. And, it, it, it feel like Tom Taylor was just cranking out some shit in the meantime while he was making other shit he wanted to make. You're like, oh, I want a Marvel book. There you go. Huh, yeah. yeah. And you it's know. like, okay, I, and honestly, I don't need vampires and werewolves. You know, <laughs> I don't need a Marvel vampires and werewolves book. It's like, hey. deceased, deceased yeah. with zombies. And like, yeah. oh, okay, I'll do vampires and werewolves in this book. Because you know? <laughs> Marvel and, deals with that stuff, you know. Yeah. So, yeah. And DC's got the, va- the Batman versus the vampire and the werewolf book going on. And I'm not reading over there. So. Yeah. I'm not so why they it showed here. up here, you know. So, <laughs> so yeah, I, I gave it two issues, and I think I, I think I might be done. <laughs> I don't know. I'll kind of stick with it, but we'll, we'll see. We'll see. All right. So uh what you got next? Uh the last book I guess I'm doing is out. Okay. Off of the AWA. Uh where the hell 
attitudes with attitudes. I got a, I got a screen. I got a screen. Fantastic. So this is from AWA, the independent label with all the, you know, um, assholes Diodato, with attitudes. Yeah. Diodato's on there. All major creators on there putting out creator own book books. No, pretty good so far. Um, this is, uh, yeah, so this is out. This is basically World War II. The Nazis are got some vampires. Now, I'm a sucker for Nazis and horror and monster shit. I love that shit. And this is basically what it is. It's Nazis got these uh, prisoners of war. Of course, they're at some camp that's in a castle. And we're basically introduced to all these prisoners getting thrown into a Nazi POW camp. And they're all like allies from different armies, you know, but the main character is this native dude who's a Comanche code talker. So this is during okay. the, the, the D-Day era where, you know, where they were, you know, there was the Navajo code talkers. There was a, a, tribes, all kinds of tribes that were code talkers. Um, Comanche being one of them. And this guy is a linguistics expert. He, um, yeah, he was bringing codes written in the Comanche language and the Nazis could not break the code. Um, but he's kind of shunned by the other prisoners. They think he's a spy because he speaks German, you know, and that he's out there and they're also, he's native. And so they're racist against him and shit. So it's basically building those relationships in the, in the POW camp. It's got elements of Hogan's heroes, the great escape, you know, bridge over river Kwai, you know, those old, POW, Nazi POW stories. And there's a vampire lurking. So basically, I think the Nazis are using this vampire at this vampire's castle and, you know, using this vampire to win the war. Um, so, yeah, I, I think it's pretty cool. Um, as far as the native, this is written by Rob Williams, who is, is he from Scotland or something? Where is he? He's from Europe. European. Okay, writer. I don't think I've ever heard of him before. Yeah. He's written some stuff for like, like Judge Dredd and like I think he's written for Marvel and DC, but I think he started out in like 2080. Um and he's just he's got the main characters, this native character. You know, it's nothing more than a plot device, you know. You know, you, you know, as far as representation goes, we can tell it's not, you know, not too deep into the culture, but he's just native for the plot device. He's you know, knows the language, he's a code talker. And yeah, just a sort of different main character. Um, but still, I'm digging. I, it's pretty cool so far. It's it's just a it's just the first issue, you know, setting everything up, setting up relationships, and um, vampires and Nazis. So I'm gonna give it a whirl. And I and for the most part, AWA has been putting out some cool books lately. Like I've most of the books that I've read, I've been into. So I, I you know. And like I said, I like I like this horror Nazi shit, so cool. <laughs> I'm gonna check okay. it out. So. Okay. Four out of five. All right. All right. So book last book I got. Uh, it was it was a free book. Technically, it was free. I'm still paying for it, but I think I'm free. It was a uh, oh shit. Let me set it up. Harley Quinn. Harley Quinn, the animated series. Why well, am I reading it? Cause it's free. Why not? Um, we know what's going on. Basically, Harley and Poison Ivy are doing a thing. They're on the run. 
Uh, I do want to show the the cover because the cover is an homage to a movie that I'm pretty sure everybody recognized from their childhood. Um, yeah, oh, uh, uh, Lady in the Tramp, Blade. Lady in the Tramp. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, that's Samore. That may not be even right movie, but yeah, that's what I got from that. So yes, yeah, just jump into it. Oh no, no, we're not gonna do that. There we go. All right. So basically, what the book starts off. The book starts off actually with uh hush <laughs> hush shows up because he got punched in the mouth by harley quinn uh so he's ready to fight and basically harley quinn throws him over you know punches him but poison ivy gets mad and starts doing shit and while harley quinn is getting punched she wakes up and starts talking in, into the camera you know us the reader she's like i bet you wonder how i got in this situation and while she's talking, the people <laughs> at the table is like, who are you talking to? You know, everybody's just like, I'm on a date with Poison Ivy. Hush came in, started doing shit. So, yeah, that's what's going on. So, basically, fast forward back to Bloodhaven. Basically, they made a uh, hit stop in Bloodhaven. So, they went to Bloodhaven. Yeah. Meanwhile, I was doing splits in a convertible. <laughs> yeah, because it's Harley. Why not? It's just, just crazy shit. So, they go into the gas station in Bloodhaven. While they go in the gas station, they walk in. Everybody's looking at them because Gordon has like a you know, a kill order on them right now all over the country. You know, everybody looking like, is that Harley Quinn and Poison Ivy? You know, so she goes to the bathroom. Why she goes to the bathroom and these two white girls basically saying like, you know what? Let's call the cops on her. <laughs> Let's get the reward. And, oh my God, Becky, her butt is so big. <laughs> right. <laughs> Harley even calls them Karens later on in a book. But yeah. Uh, so she's like, wait, did they just call the police on me? She's like, no, nah, I'm going to just beat the shit out of them right now. You know, so right before she does that, Poison Ivy wrestled them. She's like, Harley, that's why I'm glad I followed you in here because I know you're about to do some stuff. So. Let's hurry up and get out of here. You know, Harley Poison Ivy gets mad. Harley throws googly eyes at her. She can't get mad. That whole thing, you know. So, and that's when Nightwing shows up, you know, for the ladies. You know, uh, he's basically working out because he's always in some kind of weird thing. He can be, he he has to struggle to get jeans on, you know, like Beyonce, you know, <laughs> jump to get jeans on. So he goes in because he's got word from Batman that basically Poison Ivy and Harley in, in his city. So this one blue haired lady that works at there. She's just like us queer girls got to stick together. Sneak out through the back. I'll help you out. And she sneaks back. She also says, if you need a place to stay, I, I got a place to stay for you. Just hang out my, my crib and y'all can change clothes or whatever. She's like, okay, cool. So sneak out the back when you get ready and go. That's when you get boom, Nightwing. Or as like Har Harley called him, Nightbutt, you know. So <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, and she's like, you know, they're about to get into it. And basically saying, look, we were just passing through. We weren't bothering anybody. We're just gonna stay in town for night. We're gonna leave. And and I was just like, okay, yeah, okay, cool. And like, and he also asked Harley, like, Harley, why are you upset with my butt? He's like, have you seen your ass? Your ass is fantastic. And then there's a little panel down at the bottom. I'll we'll see if I can get to it. I can't get to it. But the panel at the bottom is Nightwing and Catch. He was like, Yes, Harley, I have seen it, and it is glorious. You know, all right. So uh, we go to it. So basically, they go on a date, and that's where we get to the scene where we were at before. Uh, yeah, Gordon. I don't care about this shit. Gordon does. Yeah. So back to the scene where they start blowing up shit. What actually happened is that they just went to uh Bloodhaven's Garden because they just wanted a night a uh, night out, but they went undercover, dressed up so people couldn't disturb them. But then while they were doing that, that's when Hush just shows up. He's just like, "Is this seat taken here? I like how you look." Because the thing is. <laughs> Hush is just like, look, if Bruce Wayne can walk up and get any chick he wants, I can too. So he just like Harley and just decided just, you know, just grab her, even though she's on the date. And then that's when, you know, they, they fight it, they fight her off. You're like, look, you y'all think y'all too good for me? I'm hush, you know, and they start fighting and shit. And you know, 
they whoop his ass basically uh and oh yeah and then they go to the bloodhaven carnival but they torture hush the whole time while they're there like they put them on the pinwheel while they're spinning you know that thing right there when they do it uh they got them tied up so when they hit it they punch him in the nuts you know <laughs> like that and then they decide to uh make out on top of the car and the book ends but there's somebody else there saying i ha- i got my eyes on them and that's the book so yeah it's a it's whatever i don't know some i don't pay for it so i'm like i'm gonna review review it so yeah so it'd make a great episode <laughs> yeah that was saying it's just like i think the next episode i think the next book's like the last i think it's like a four issue thing and then that's it so yeah so uh you got any more books no that's it okay yeah i'm, I'm booked out also like i said if you listen this long if you like share subscribe uh next week definitely want to tune in because this week dc has their virtual comic con coming out all kind of dc shit gonna drop and i'm gonna devote a good amount of time to that uh y'all reading fear state oh no i dropped it i, no, I gave I'm up out. i'm i'm out i'm yeah yeah i don't care i gave <laughs> up I, we already know what's gonna happen dc fucked up and told it was gonna happen so it's like what's the point <laughs> you know all you're doing is just filling the uh, building blocks between that so yes definitely check us out next week because dc fan is gonna drop i think i heard eli i don't know if it's for sure they said it might be a three-minute trailer of the batman oh shit yeah we might get a lot that. of shit's that next week's gonna be stacked because halloween comes out this weekend we got to review halloween yeah like new slumber chucky the chucky c tv series comes on yeah um, so we are knee deep balls the slumber party massacre in. remake too slumber party massacre remake yeah okay i talked about it like a while back yeah they're making a remake oh, you did. it's coming okay. out this uh, yeah for horror fans i'm yeah it's a stacked week for horror it's a stack week. We're gonna have a busy, busy show next week. So definitely tune in with us. Also, want to say uh happy fuck Columbia Christopher uh Columbus Day. Columbia. <laughs> uh, not Columbia. I meant to say Columbia. I, I keep getting this name. Oh, yeah, happy Indigenous People's Day. Happy Indigenous the, People Day, exactly. To all the states that recognize it. <laughs> exactly. Because the thing is, I don't even get excited for this holiday because we don't even get paid time off for it. Like we don't actually get holiday pay for it, even though people are getting time off for it. I don't. So I'm like. Eh, fuck this guy. Like I said, the only Christopher we acknowledge is Wallace. I repeat that every day this day. So, yeah. <laughs> so, until then, this is Leroy. This is Eli. We'll talk to you guys next week. Same bullet time, same bullet channel.
Keeps me from running.